0: Right, welcome to the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show. Uh, And of course, the show that has one aim and one aim alone, and that is to uh, preview the weekend's match. It's very, very simple. Now, I'm Stanford Chid, as you should all probably know by now, and as ever, I am uh, joined by the erudite... uh,
1: Effervescent. Can effervescent, I be, effervescent? Can I yes. be that? Yeah, thank you, thank you. Sagacious. Oh, jeez. That's, that's a word too far. Exuberant sure. Mr Jonathan Kidd. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Lovely to be on the show. Hope everybody's keeping well listening.
0: And, are, you,
1: are you well? I'm doing okay. Thanks very much. Good, yeah. good stuff.
0: All right. Looking forward to having a chinwag with you as ever. And uh, tonight we're joined by another one of the motley uh, Mary, the the band of merry Chelsea fancast pranksters. Uh, and tonight, I'm delighted to say we've got the lovely Mark Meehan, who, of course, we absolutely adore, who's been a brilliant addition to our fold recently and, of course, hugely knowledgeable, which Jonathan and I much appreciate. Mark, good to see you. Uh,
2: good to see you. Uh, good to see you, JK, as well. Happy New Year to everybody. Looking forward to the show this evening. I thought for one minute you were going to say I was a member of Motley Crew. Yeah, no. Well, in I your younger wonder,
0: days when you had longer hair, Mark, maybe
2: I've got the long hair still for that. But yeah, if I was a Motley Crew, clearly I won't remember any of it. No, states. true,
0: <laughs> true. A bit of, bit of bit of peroxide as well. Um, now, um, Motley Crew. I mean, talking of Motley Crews, uh, I mean, look, we all we all know and and absolutely. I mean, you know, we're of a generation, I think, aren't we, which absolutely adores the FA Cup still, and I think there are a few weekends in. Uh, in football, that are you know that get you kind of salivating really in all sorts of ways than the than the FA Cup third round weekend. Um, it's always excited me since a kid, and 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 it's never dissipated. Jonathan, I mean, you've, you've been been to more FA Cup first third round ties than me going back a long time, but it it's a special weekend, is, isn't it?
1: Is anybody alive, tubes The way things are going at the moment. <laughs> well, indeed, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Um, but, um, yeah, 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 it could. Well, it's it's joyous when you're drawn against uh, um, uh, a lower division club and you win. If you're drawn against a lower division club and you lose, it's disastrous. Um, um, and it depends what far you go away to watch your team play. But that can be fun in itself, actually. I, I've always loved them going on a kind of, you know, for where did, where did we go where was it scarborough where they had the chip wasn't it yeah, mccain the mccain stadium the, the McCain stadium and the the bloke in the chip wearing the chip outfit will always will always make me smile oh that's, that was so funny you well know, made a day of it went with a then girlfriend you know who um hated football tried to woo her and it failed miserably and uh, and she wasn't impressed by the chip and um uh but yeah that kind of that kind of outing could be wonderful but it's when you go to watch Bristol City and you lose and they're in the division below you then it gets uh, and it's raining and um, and you can't find your car on the way back because you can't remember where you parked it all those kind of things don't go down well but that's the that's the football fans that's your lot with a third round tie but it's also nice going away to to, uh, to a decent side and, uh, and beating them that's always fun it's always lovely to win away but yeah there's a there's a uh, there's a wonderful magic about the third round um, and uh, let's hope we can um maintain it on sunday
0: well we shall see i mean it's you know it's quite interesting mark isn't it we've got we've got a, a team we've never played before which uh which doesn't really happen that much or um, you know we, we seem to get into this kind of trot of playing teams that we've played before so i mean like you know or, or regularly i mean forest we've had two seasons in a row so it's quite exciting to to play a relatively new team we're going to hear you know very much about uh about Morecambe uh, in part two when we have our opposition view. But I mean, what do you what do you know about Morecambe, Mark?
2: Oh, I don't know a great deal about More- Morecambe other than where it is. And obviously, I know they used to be sort of like a um, uh, non-league side. They got promoted, oh, must be over 10 years ago now, in, in, into the Football League. I know they've moved to a new stadium recently. So I think when John Parkinson comes on, that'd be one of the questions I'd quite like to ask him because... If he's been going for Morecambe for many years, he'll know the non-league days and then moving to a new ground sort of like in in the football league days. And I think the nearest rival is probably Fleetwood Town from the sort of geography of the UK. And yeah, I'd I'd agree with you. Yeah, this is another first time. And you think how long we've been in the FA Cup and yeah, we have got a very good record in the FA Cup as well. Not just getting to the finals and winning it as we have done quite a lot over the years. Yeah, we, we do have had some good runs, quarterfinals, semi-finals. But this is the 21st team you know, we've played who've only ever played once. So there were 20 teams. The only reason I know that is someone put that up on Twitter about a year ago. You know, and they said, actually, you know, who are the teams Chelsea have only ever played once you know, in the FA Cup? And it was a Twitter feed where people were sort of guessing and throwing teams in. So Marcus, Morecambe joined a illustrious band that includes Macclesfield, Colchester United, Scarborough. You know, Jake has mentioned Scarborough. York City, Carlisle, Northampton, Donalpastor, Hartlepool, Rochdale, Walsall, Barrow. And this is a club near to Morecambe. Ackington, Stanley. Who are they?
1: God, who are they? And what to are be fair, there was a period where they weren't in the league at all. And they, uh, they've they only just recently um, reappeared, haven't they? So, it,
2: yeah.
1: it wasn't like... I,
2: well, I thought we'd have probably played them more. Because we only played them at, not that long ago at the Rico. was Coventry City. And I couldn't believe we'd only ever played Coventry City once in the FA Cup in all of its history. Wow. That bloke, when bloke, at, bloke charisma well, played, Mark, played that day, didn't he? Not Mark. in the forest. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mark, didn't that bloke Charisma play that day? I for, think he did, yeah. For yeah. Us? yeah. And, um, and Maluda had a stinker and came up to to celebrate at the end of the game and everybody gave him the bird. I mean, this was before we he got into a cunt. And there's an example of somebody actually getting better. Maluda got better as the seasons went on, but uh, as the year went on and uh, and the following season. But um, uh, no, I, I found that I think, really awful at the time. But it's a nice stadium, the Rico. Um, no,
2: Rico's nice. I think if there was one game I'd have liked to have seen Chelsea play in the FA Cup from one of that 20. The first Grenadiers...
0: <laughs> Blimey! Even even Jonathan wasn't around. <laughs> even Jonathan wasn't around
2: for that. I have no idea what they played with based base. That would have been a nice little away trip, you know, against the Grenadiers. Yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah. But speaking I of away trips, my Mar- I'd I mean, I'd love to have gone to see uh, to see Morcombe. I'd have loved it. Would have been a great yeah. jaunt. Great jaunt. What a shame. Well, a great
0: apart from the fact it's at Stamford Bridge, but oh, is it? Yeah, yeah.
1: It is. yeah. Other than that, it's <laughs> well, well. What it, have it, I missed? Have I, that? I have oh, no
0: oh. idea, mate. I'll just put it down to the dementia. Right. Um, listen, we should really talk about Chelsea and what's going to happen on Sunday, actually. Uh, half past one on the BBC. We've got the Beeb covering it. I have no idea whether that's lucky or not. Uh, who knows? But I think that, you know, all the chat really this week has been um, really whether, well, not just whether, but who and how many of you know, Chelsea's, not just the youngsters that we all... It's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, because we've already got loads of youngsters playing for us. But there are those that are coming through from the academy that, you know, seem to be having a very good uh chance of playing. And I think just to alert you to something, which I thought was really very interesting, I saw a, somebody very kindly photograph the back of the programme, which tells you that to the squad have been added... Carlo Ziga, or Ziga, I think we need to call him, Henry Lawrence, Lewis Bate, well, Tino Angerin we know and love anyways, he's got game time this year, and Tino Liveramento. So, Mark, there's a lot of people, a lot of young kids here who might get a chance. I mean, my feeling on it, which no doubt we'll we'll get into a little bit more, but I think Frank needs a result. And I know this is a, a fourth division team in old money, and we should really you know, beat them very, very comfortably. But he needs to win this game, Mark. So, you know, I don't think it's... I mean, do, does he really want to be throwing them all in, or is he going to be more sensible and kind of mix and match and have a few of them on the bench and give them a bit of game time when we're four or five up?
2: I, I think it could be um best of both of us. I think there'll be a bit of mix and match. Uh, and, you know, I... I... I would say, you know, there'll be certain players, you know, he will give a first-time run out to, and that might be two or three. And depending on the, where, we're, where we're doing in terms of the game, he might bring some other others on at some point during the game. Uh, it'd be very difficult. I know we try and guess the team each week. What sort of final 11 he will come up with? Uh, and could we have a situation at some point during the 90 minutes, we'll have three players called Tino on the pitch, because you've got Tino Anderin, you've got Tino Livramento, and obviously you've got Tino Werner. You know, so I don't know, you know, if any time in the history, uh, you know, we probably have had players with the same first name, but never anyone called Tino on the pitch. I think the the other the other player I'm really interested in seeing because I've seen Andriyin and I've seen Lewis Bates. I've not seen Jude Sunsup Bell, and you know, I know he's, um, he's. I don't know if he's on the back of the program, but I know he's been. He's not. With-
0: he's not actually. No. Uh,
2: I know he's been training with the squad, but there's some speculation. But even just for his name alone, you know, Jude Sunsat Bell. You know, I know I know. sometimes we talk about having songs for people, but yeah, that would be a real task getting his, a song if he, if he becomes a regular first teamer. Jude, Soon Sup Bell. Obviously, Hey Jude is the most obvious one. But oh, mate, I've
0: got it. I've got it already. I've got it already, Mark. I've got it already. Oops, oh, I've got it already. Soon yeah, you, Sup, Soon you, Sup you? Bell, Soon Sup, uh, Soon Sup uh, Bell, Soon Sup, Soon Sup Bell, Judy, Soon Sup Bell.
2: That's very good. I thought
1: the Gap Band
2: oops upside your head. <laughs> you know. Huge soon so Bell, and a repeat ad for nighton. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, no. There we
2: no, go. I, well, I, I think, in answer to your question, I think some of them will play, but not all of them. Some of them will be on, on the bench. Mm. I think there has to be an element ex- experience. We've got the game coming up against Fulham, and the one player I probably would play, because, you know, hopefully it's an opportunity um, for him to get some goals, is I'd play Werner from the start. Uh, well, I, I want to get on. I
0: want to get on to that specifically because this is my big bugbear at the moment. And uh, I wrote. I, I wrote an article for Football London this week, all about Timo Werner, my, my, the one I've been telling you all about, the curse of the Chelsea strikers, Chelsea number nine. Hopefully, they'll they'll uh, put it up before the game because it has relevance to that. Uh, but before we get into Werner and, in fact, Havertz, actually, J.K. Um, we know that Reese James and Andreas Christensen and Kante uh, are all una- unavailable. James and Christensen, because they're injured. I think Kante took a knock as well. He's also, he's also um, you know, he can't play suspended for the uh, Fulham game. So I think the key position is who he will play in midfield instead of Kante. Hopefully, Billy Gilmore.
1: But there was a period last season, wasn't there, when Kante didn't play, where um, we ran a, we got a decent string of results together. I
0: don't know if I'm necessarily worried about it I just think it'll be interesting to see who he picks at the base of midfield in fact even if he plays 4-3-3 because there's a lot of conjecture about that at the moment but we know Kante's is not available for Fulham so um, it's a good opportunity for him to kind of road test that I think
1: surely he will play Gilmore in that position I, I hope so I thought so unless unless there's a um, well that doesn't you can't have anybody in that kind of fulcrum who isn't uh, part of the first team set up but it depends how many of the kids he plays. As you say, you think there ought to be a mixture. Um, but, yeah, I'd agree with you completely. He needs to play Werner from absolutely from the beginning. But um, Well, let's talk about
0: yeah. that now. I mean, I presume your reasoning for that is exactly the same as mine, is that he absolutely has to get a goal to get yeah. his confidence back. And yeah. this is a good opportunity he's ever going to get.
1: You would hope that he would score four. Well, at and least. Then, and then, yeah, at least four. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, stupid of me. Yeah, six. Yeah, so Sam that it a- would... Get him off get him off off and running again and so he knows how to get the ball into the net and then gives him the confidence. But at the same time, yeah, uh, um, uh, we, we how many times have we seen these things thwarted in Chelsea past where we've thought, Oh yeah, they'll they'll get it and they'll you know, Chris Sutton will score a hat trick. Mind you we did, didn't he? But wasn't that the game that Sutton scored against in the in the FA Cup? Didn't he score several? He scored against
0: um, United in the five three, didn't
2: he?
1: Mark. Yeah. Yeah. He
2: scored. Chris Sutton got three goals. He scored against United in the five nil. He he scored against oh. Rico in the Champions League. And Jonathan's right. He scored in the FA Cup away at Hull City.
1: There we are. New Tor- Torres
0: scored a hat trick against QPR when he was abject for us. I remember that. You're stunned into silence by the fact that I remembered something, J.K. I
1: didn't think I thought you were talking to Mark.
0: I was. I I kind of really wasn't talking to. I was probably talking to myself actually. About (laughs) I have no idea where that came. I just seem to remember he scored a hat trick against QPR, or was it even Leicester? But either way, they were both in the second division at the time, and it was a cup match. But yeah, he has to. He has to play. I really. I mean, interestingly enough, when I was writing the article, I spoke to Kerry Kerry Dixon because I thought it'd be interesting to get his perspective. On, on Werner and what it's like to be a striker when you do go through a bit of a, a slump in form and confidence. And he didn't think that Frank would play him. And I, I made the case to Kerry. I said he needs to play so he can get some confidence back and score a goal. But he thinks that Frank won't play him. Frank will... Who
1: will he play then? Who will he play?
0: Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Because, I, you know, I, we've been saying this for a long time, haven't haven't we, that when it comes to... um. You know, youth players. There don't seem to be many what you would call out-and-out strikers coming through, apart from Armando Broya, Broja, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know if he's he's going to be available because he might. He, as far, I mean, I don't know. I'm not not an expert on the youth. As far as I know, he he might. That's even a be good on point learning. as
1: well, Fitch, Who's he going to play with, Verner? Um, if he does play Verner, he's he's you know he's gonna, who's going to who's going to link up with him? Looks as if Andrewin uh, will be uh, a shoe. Uh,
0: Andrewin and Hudson are
1: Yeah, absolutely. Doy must start cause if he Odoi plays four-three. Four, yeah, three, three. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. But will he, or will he be persuaded to play another pattern? Can I just ask, a sec, What did Kerry think of Werner?
0: Um He thinks he he he's he's not convinced he's a centre forward. But then I, I mean I I would agree with the fact that he's not a centre forward in the in the style of say Kerry was, but I yeah. think he's a very modern style of centre forward. But I do I do like Kerry kind of agreed with me that he might be better. They need to play assist. I mean, look, the main tenant of what came out of the conversation was that they need to figure out he he, in fact, Werner and his teammates need to figure out how they play together. And he, yeah. he was very interesting about that because he said the same thing about him when he when he joined Chelsea. You know, he I mean as he famously said, and I, I, I can't remember if I put it in the article or not, but uh he worked out how to play with Speedy. Speedy and he kept on going for the same balls and they had a row about it and that led to a punch <laughs> up.
2: Of and course, they, they yeah, did. and then they cool.
0: ended up going to the pub, having a beer or two, and they worked yeah. it out. Where, where Speedo was going to run, where Kerry was going to run, and then they talked to Pat and, and Kerry, was saying, "Pat, there's no point you whipping in balls to the near post me because that's not where I'm going to be. I'm at the, I'm coming in on the back post. If you whip it in low speed or, or, or into the near post, Speedy will be there." So they kind of just worked it out themselves, and
1: it if ended up would have been happening at the moment, wouldn't you, with the team?
0: Well, you would have thought so, and 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 of course, this is a very different age, so you wonder how good they are at communicating. But the other thing, of course, is that you know, these things take time to develop. And we've we've had such an unsettled side for injury reasons, COVID reasons, rotation reading reasons. There's been very little time in between games to iron these things out on the training ground. So one wonders if that's all had an effect. But he thinks he thinks he's a good player. He scored a lot of goals. He knows how to score goals. So he's a good player. So I don't think Kerry thinks he's a flop.
1: No, that's no, sure. I'm just intrigued to see what angle he came with. Yeah, because I, I don't think any of us could think he was a flop. He's obviously, you know, you don't score all those goals for Leipzig and then and uh and also start off so well and and have that great acceleration which he's got. But it I think it's what I said on a previous show. You need to find a way of playing with him because uh at the moment it's just not working at all. So um uh, whether it means you change the structure of the setup. I mean four three three worked worked terrifically and then suddenly didn't. So uh you know, do you change it? What well, do you
0: do? It'll be, I mean, I'm a great believer in you You should do horses for courses. But, I mean, you know, Frank's got the players there. He knows what he's got and he knows how he wants to play. You know, and either they, you know, if, if he's going to be dogmatic about how he wants to play, the players have to adapt to that. Or if he's going to be a different kind of manager, he's going to be flexible, then they fit into whatever system that they can play. I think the other thing, the other German actually because actually if you read about what's happened in the press all week mark it's been very interesting the fallout from liam and uh simon johnson's article in the athletic about frank being under pressure there's been a lot of i mean i wouldn't say kickback necessarily but a lot of writers have written subsequent to that and i think one of the most interesting things that came out for me was that you know it seems to revolve around uh frank getting a tune out of Werner and havertz Uh, and and at the moment, the club seem to be pointing the finger at Frank, saying that's his job to do that, whereas perhaps us would look at it differently and say, well, you know, there are reasons why they haven't performed. But nevertheless, as much as Werner needs the confidence of a few goals, Havertz, I think, needs to get into the swing of it and the rhythm of it. So I would certainly pick him as well.
2: I I would. I actually wrote uh, my 11 down before we came on, and I had both in the side. And preparation, although, Mark. Preparation, sudden, preparation. Literally, as I was sitting down here, I thought, "What would what?" Because I thought Chidge would ask a question. You know, <laughs> what, what, what would be my eleven? So I did. I did a four-three-three formation, and I put Werner Anderin and Hudson Adoy up front. Yeah. Yeah. My three in midfield. I went for Billy Gilmore. I went for Havertz, and I did. Yeah, a cop out. I I went for Jorginho or Kovacic, but I think probably more more Kovacic. And then my back four was Rudiger, Zuma, Emerson, and then a Dave or maybe Levera or remento at the right back, um, and give him a chance there. And then probably you know Willie or Kepper in goal. Yeah, I, I, I don't think necessarily play Mending. So that was my my planned eleven. I think there is mitigation, for Frank. Uh, I think there's mitigation for. Um, both Havertz and Werner. But, yeah, I agree. I would start with both of them, you know, at, at the weekend. You know, Havertz, you know, is just getting back from from that bout of COVID. So, I think, you know, a 90 minutes against Morecambe will do him no harm whatsoever. He you he do you think he might
1: give from Zayic a go on the, on the wing just because he looked so out of it the other day? Or, or at least bring him on halfway through, possibly, if he doesn't, if he starts with a doy. I mean, I agree he should start with a doy. But... Uh, yeah. Um, I think
2: you've got to start with the door. It's whether or not he starts with Andriy, you know, to give to give him a chance, or he brings Andriy on. I think the, the swap would be he either starts with Zaitch and brings Andriy on, or starts with Andriy and brings Zaitch on in the second half. You know, so I think I think they'll both get minutes minutes between them.
0: Um, the interesting thing, of course, is you know we all we all expect Chelsea to absolutely duff. More come up, but uh, they're not—they're not to be taken lightly. I mean, they're—they're actually for League League Two, they're quite a decent side. But we've got a ridiculously good record in the third round. I mean, I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, Mark no doubt will regale us with tales of yore. But you know, there was a time when we were—we were terrible. I mean, I remember when we were doing the Fifty Years of Chelsea series. Every year we were getting knocked out in the first round quite often by somebody really stupid that we shouldn't lose to. But actually, you know, modern history, we've been phenomenally good um, in the third round of the FA Cup. I mean, we in fact, actually we've only been knocked out <clears throat> twice by uh, tier four clubs, and that was Jonathan was probably at both of these. But the first one was uh, against Crew Alexander in sixty sixty one, and the second was Wigan in seventy nine eighty. I'm sure you were certainly both at that one. But we've actually we, we're unbeaten in the third round of the FA Cup against anybody. Uh, for 23 seasons uh, so since 1999 I think that was that was the United 5-3 match wasn't it Mark?
2: Was it, was it that? I
1: was think that it must have time? been
0: it must oh, have was, been
2: was, was that? God uh, yeah
1: I was yeah, there I as well. well I was actually you, did, did. I was at the crew game it was at Stamford Bridge wasn't it?
0: Wow Don't yeah. ask us mate we weren't even born
2: We weren't born yeah <laughs> I was certainly at the Man United <laughs> one and I was at the Wigan one But I didn't realise United was that long ago because we were 5-0 down at one point, and then we got sort of three late goals, including a really decent chip from Graham or so. I remember the Wigan game. Yeah, that, that was 1980. That's over 40 years ago, Tommy Gore scoring. You know, that, that was an awful evening. Um, but the, the strange thing about the FA Cup, you, you actually, like, although we've had, you know, knock, knocks out, you know, that was my recollection. It never was always in the third round. I think more of our exits in cup competitions and early rounds were more in the League Cup when we were getting knocked out by lower division sides, and I won't just include fourth division, they were often in the fourth round. You know, There's actually not many sort of third division, I mean, fourth division defeats in the third round. So, yeah, Crewe and 61, you know, and Wigan, that doesn't surprise me, but we've probably got a few third division scouts uh, of Chelsea, you know, if we looked at those during that period, probably in the fourth, because I, I think I remember Oxford United beating us. I'm not sure what division they were in, but I remember them beating us in the third round. You know, that's got, you know... That's got to be about thirty years ago.
0: Yeah. Well, we don't want to be talking about that because we're. we're I mean, we're sure that. The, I mean, you know, how can you be sure of anything? I mean, I, we were all at the uh, the, the most recent uh, kind of, wasn't a third round failure, but when Bradford not uh, Brad, it was Bradford, wasn't it, that knocked us out on the four two, which yeah. was just soul destroying, but actually ended up being a very good drunken night. I mean, I fully, I fully expect us to 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 do the business here. I mean, the last time we played. Lower tier, I think a fourth tier team was Macclesfield, and we beat them six-one. J.K. that was in two thousand and seven. Frank scored quite a lot of goals that day, I think. Yes, he scored a hat trick, in fact.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, it should just go like that, shouldn't it? We we don't seem to uh, uh, to have a problem with it unless we play Bradford, of course. Um, if we play Bradford, then it all slightly falls apart. By the way, it was at Stamford Bridge, and by the way, I was there because I've got the programme. There we go.
0: But it's unthinkable. It, it is unthinkable. I mean, I mean, I mean, unthinkable anyway, because this is a fourth division team. We're a team full of very talented players. La 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 la. But it's also unthinkable in the wider context of where yeah, well, Frank well, is I, at the moment.
1: In, well, indeed think Also, if you know, by any chance, they then lost to Fulham next week, then you'd have to actually um, think that that was the end of Frank, wouldn't you? Um, but he has to manage it. I mean, even if they go behind or something, or it's nil nil or nil one, he'd then just have to bring the big guns on if he's playing uh, the lesser, <clears throat> lesser achievers. But no, it is it is completely um, inconceivable. But what it is is you, they hope they get one and, uh, and we score as many as we possibly can. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we just ended up two or three one, actually. But I still, you know, obviously we'll win at 4 1. 4 1. You think they'll score? Yeah, I think there'll be a, a kind of boot up the pitch and, and it'll go through Kepper's legs. Do you think kepler will start? Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 I think you're right, actually, about that. I was amazed we didn't talk about that, but he was bigging him up in the presser, so I, 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 I could see the sense in that. Mark, final
2: word to you. Uh, how many
0: do you think we'll get?
2: Uh, I, I think we'll win 3-1, but yeah, like JK, I, I, I do think Morecambe will probably score against us. Not, not because Kepper's in goal.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I was being horrid.
2: So, <laughs> it's the FA Cup, yeah. You know, so I, I, I think, yeah, you know, this is really important for Morecambe. I'd, I'd like to think they'll have a go at us. You know, there's, there's nothing worse than watching, you know, which we've seen in the Premier League, teams come and park the bus. I don't think Morecambe would do that. They're having a good season. You know, it's a it's a game. There's no replays It will be decided on the day. So why not come and have a go? So I think, yeah, they probably all score a goal against us, but we should win.
0: All right. Well, I, I don't want to hex this at all, but I'm thinking 4-0. I've got a feeling for 4-0. Thankfully, uh we don't have to do the Prem Predictions League, so uh there's no jeopardy there for me. by the way, um we might have a if we have time later on I can reveal the results of the last round of uh, Prem Predictions League. Mark will be happy, he's doing better at the moment. Uh JK's still propping us up. That's the only teaser I will give you. Um anyway, uh we're gonna have a quick break and then in part two we've got a a rather different, nay unique opposition view uh because uh a, a lovely lad called uh john parkinson emailed the show a few weeks ago and it was a great email and i got talking to him um you know on twitter and we discovered that he actually in fact a lot of his email was about the sadness about you know the fact that he comes from Morecambe, even though he's a chelsea fan and uh he won't be able to come and see his home team play the team he he supports and uh, I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to get John to talk about Morecambe because he knows far more about Morecambe than us and he lives there and he knows people who support Morecambe than to try and track down a, I mean, you know, I wasn't really aware of a Morecambe YouTube channel or, or podcast or even journalist. So we've got an opposition view from a spy in the camp and that'll be coming up right after this break.
1: Fans Real
0: Opinions I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast
1: Up the Chels. Football f- Fancast.com
0: f- Okay, welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast, Friday night preview show, me, Stanford Chidge, him over there Mr. Jonathan Kidd Whoop. and him down there, Mr. Mark Meehan Good evening everybody lovely to see you we've had an uh, interesting chat about uh Ch- chelsea's match against Morecambe from chelsea's side of the fence and it's now time for this the opposition view that's right it's the opposition view and as i was alluding to before the break a somewhat unique opposition view this week because we've got the lovely john parkinson with us who uh john of course you wrote an email into the show because you're a big chelsea fan really
3: yeah yeah i'm a big Chelsea fan but uh, I've been watching Morecambe since 1991
0: so yeah I've, i sort of got a love for both clubs. Well that's allowed I think you know that is allowed I mean I know there's this modern phenomenon you see this on Twitter don't you a lot people in their bio Real Madrid and Chelsea you know yeah I've got no time when- for that sort of ass gravy but if you know Morecambe's your local team that's all right in my book. Yeah,
3: you know, w- When I started supporting Morecambe they're in the Northern Premier League wow. so they were a million miles from even the football. league. it was. I mean, if you'd have told me then that Morecambe would get to League Two, or, or then it was Division Four, you know, it, it, I wouldn't have believed you. it. Wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened. But
1: you know, it's... what say. would happen if they suddenly started going further and further up the league? Would, you, would, uh, you, would you your allegiance <laughs> would be would be changed? Would they?
3: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm 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 more che- I'm a Chelsea man now. I've got the <laughs> I've got the badges tattooed on on the.
1: So you'd be the perfect man to wear a half and half scarf if they played in the Premier League. So
3: I, I was thinking this was been the only game that I would ever buy a half and half scarf. <laughs> <after
2: this.
0: laughs> I, I hope, but I mean, you know, the sad thing is you can't you can't come down and and, and be there, which I'm sure you would have loved. And I've just got this yeah. awful image in my head, John, of the of the, that Arsenal fan who used to dress in the half of it was the away. Kitten, oh. <laughs> no, you are not that kind of guy. I know, no, that. No, 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 no. Okay, no. listen, I, mate, what, what does it mean for Morecambe? What does it mean for the town drawing Chelsea in the third round?
3: It, it's massive. Uh, just it's 20 years ago this week, they drew Ipswich Town in the FA Cup third round, and it was unbelievable. Everyone was talking about it, it was in all the local papers. It, you know, it, it, it was brilliant. What it, it was a brilliant day out, but uh. I think this, this year, it's, it's took the edge off it a little bit that we can't be there. Do you know, the, the fans aren't allowed in. It, I heard you say in the night you read my email, Altridge, that it would have been the, the biggest day out in the history. And I, I think you're right. Yeah. Even when they played at Wembley in the, the playoff final, I, f- I think this would have topped it. I've, I, you know, it would have
0: been the biggest game they've, that
3: Morecambe have ever had. It's
0: a real shame, isn't it, actually? Because, I mean, we were saying when we, we started the show earlier on, I mean, we're all quite old, as you know, but we have a real affection for the FA Cup and, in particular, that third round. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you know, if we'd have been drawn away to Morecambe, that would have been even better because we'd have all loved to have gone up there. It's special, and I really feel for Morecambe, the club, the players, and the town because they're being denied a a proper old day out, aren't they?
3: They they are, yeah. And I I think even financially, uh, we've seen teams in the past like Exeter and Burton Albion, they've drawn Man United away and, you know that they, they, they've earned enough money to, to set them up for like two or three years, whereas you know more even if they won against Chelsea, they, they're not getting anywhere near the sort of money they would have got if, if Stamford Bridge had been full of fans and mm. they'd have got a, a good share of the gate receipts.
1: Because one of the you know, advantages is though it is, it is on uh, it, it, there is a it's on telly, it's it's, it's on BBC, so they'll, yeah. get a, they'll get a bit of whack of money for that, which they wouldn't have got before because it wouldn't have been live.
3: Yeah, I, th- I
1: think it's nowhere near I th- the amount of money that are made. From
3: no, them. no, I, I've heard somewhere they get about the losing team gets about twenty five grand, right. which compared to like I think I think when Burton Albion played Man United away, they got they got nearly a million pounds. You know, it's a it's a massive difference. That's and huge. For years, the whole time I've been watching Morecambe, it's been there's been like this fairy tale with the fans where they've been thinking, you know, wouldn't it be brilliant to to draw this big team in there? In the FA Cup and sort of settles up for a few years, but you know it's happened this for the first time really, and there's a pandemic on and the, the fans aren't allowed in. It's... Well, well, and ch-
0: the, and the money and the money side, John, I, I you're absolutely spot on. They would have got gate receipts of about a million. You're right, and twenty five yeah. grand is almost like an insult after that. Look, apart from that, mate, um what we all know, what we do know about Morecambe, us, us Chelsea lot, is that. They've been ravaged by COVID and they haven't actually played since Boxing Day, haven't they? I mean, is is this gonna be a help or a hindrance? Because they might have had time off and, you know, got some, you know, got some tiredness out of the legs, but on the other hand, they might not be match fit.
3: Yeah, well, I I listened to the manager Derek Adams talking today, and he basically said time will tell how that's gonna affect the performance. I mean they've not been able to train properly for 10 days or so that they shut the training ground. Uh, a big part of working this season has been the, their actual fitness. De- the, the new manager, Derek Adams has really drilled it into these players. He's, he, he works them really hard in training. You know, they're scoring a lot of late goals this season, that, which has never happened before. And I, f- I think, uh, yeah, uh, t- time will tell. It, you know, it's it's one of those. I, I think Derek Adams is a bit worried that, that this has happened when it when it did. I think uh, it would have been better if they could have played the last two games and ca- carried on the form where they left off. Really. Well, they've I mean, been they've been in good form.
0: They've been in good form. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You, we've all got we've I, if you all read my homework, you you horrible lot over there. I know you have.
2: Yes, they've won six out of the last seven games before they had their break, John. So they, they somewhat better a good than time.
0: Chelsea's form then, Mark.
2: Yeah, very much better than and Chelsea's form. Yeah, uh, the question I was going to ask you: how, how, how does it compare to? Obviously, they've been in the football league for quite a while. You know, how, how, how does it compare to? Obviously, you've been following the Northern Premier days. You know, is that what, what's different now? Sort of like for people following Morecambe than who remember those sort of days. You know, in the Northern Premier League, sort of fifteen or sixteen years ago? Because obviously, it, it, you played more FA Cup games back in those days with so many qualifying rounds. Yeah, they now go yeah in the, yeah
3: in all honesty i i much preferred the non-league days we had some really good days out in in the non-league days uh it's it's been hard for morgan really since they got promoted i mean things haven't been haven't been good for the club you know a a couple of years ago there was doubts whether they'd be able to actually continue you know they, they were in a lot of trouble financially and uh yeah, uh, I, th- I think when they were in non-league, they were always the the, the big side in non-league. You know, no one liked to play in But uh, the, the last few years, it's been a little bit different. They've been uh,
1: they've been struggling. They've been really struggling. And uh, yeah, so why did nobody like playing them? Did they have certain uh, hard men in the team, or was it just that they were always a decent side? They were always
3: a decent side. They had a really good academy with young players coming oh. through, and yeah. uh, and then. I think to me the downfall was when they sold the, the they built the new stadium. Uh, they, they sold the old stadium for quite a lot of money to Sainsbury's, who, who've built a supermarket where the old ground was. Cool. And uh, from, from what I he- I've heard, they, this, they made some bad deals where they were going to pay so much money to the people working on the new stadium over so many years, and uh, it ended up. With interest, it ended up costing them a lot more money than what they expected, and it left them in a a bit of a mess. So I mean, the last five seasons or so, they've been sh- struggling to stay in the division. Really, they've been sort of surviving on the last day and and things like that. It's uh, it's been a tough time for them. But,
0: but- they're in, they're in a. I mean, you know, Mark Mark was saying they've been in some decent form, John, and uh, they're not. I mean, they're seventh in the in in. In the, the, I always want to say Division Four, but of course it's League Two, isn't it? Um, and they can play. You know, they score goals. They've got some decent play. I, mean, I can't believe. I mean, they've got a Spanish. Who's this guy? I can't even pronounce his name. Songo, 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 Songo. Where, where's Jan he from? Songo. I, f- I think he's Cameroonian. Senegalese. Senegal- Senegalese. Yeah. Senegalese and Spanish.
3: No, that's uh, Carlos Mendes. Gomez, is that Carlos Mendes? He's... Yeah, yeah. He played for Atletico Madrid's uh, youth team.
0: Blimey! So you know you've got that. There's, a... I mean, what I tell you, I think I think what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way, John, and, and this is where I love the fact that you're wearing two hats tonight, because right at the back of my mind, in spite of predicting a thumping of, of at least four four nil, I think the boy the boys thought we might let a goal in, but I think we're going to thump Morecambe. But there in the yeah. back of my mind is a horrible fear. That something apocalyptic might happen and we could lose, um, and they've got some decent players. and And I, I noticed also this is I think I spoke to you about about this on the phone earlier on. And this I don't know if I have told the boys this, but Morecambe beat Man United's under twenty one team four nil in the EFL Trophy or whatever it's called, the the funny little competition that the under twenty ones all play in against the lower tier uh, lower tiered teams. They beat. They beat them 4 0. Man United's under twenty one two. And there's a very good chance that Chelsea are gonna play a lot of youngsters on Sunday. So I've got this kind of weird fear in the back of my mind. Is it founded? Uh I don't think so. Phew. There you go. See John I, said it's gonna be alright. I'm gonna be fine now.
3: Yeah. Well this this Carlos Mendez Gomez is a is a really good player. Uh I saw him play against Stock City in that trophy a couple of years ago, and he weren't getting in the team then for the league games. And when I watched him, I thought, "Why is he not playing?" But yeah, and he is the danger man for Ch- for Morecambe, I think uh, on Sunday, will will but, Hendry be playing? Hendry, the the yeah. fullback, yeah. he'll be playing. But I, I, I think, yeah, but I think the player to watch out for is a guy called Adam Phillips, yeah.
0: top scorer. Yeah,
3: yeah. He's, he's on loan from Burnley and it's his second spell at Morecambe. He, he did well first time round and I, I couldn't believe it when they got him back really. But he him and Carlos Mendez are linking up really well. Carlos isn't the quickest and he's, he's not the most skillful either. But what he's, he's really good at is running into space and finding space. And Adam Phillips has seemed to get this connection with him at the moment where he knows exactly where he's going to be. Well, my this is my only worry for Chelsea on Sunday is that if they send everybody up trying to get a goal and they leave these two unmarked, uh, Carlos Mendes is the sort of player who can run into that space really well, and they've used it to good effect over the last few weeks, and that's that's why they've put this winning run together and why they're so high in the table this season. So,
0: so what kind of a striker is, is he? I mean, when you say Burnley, I immediately think he must be about seven foot ten. And built like a brick shit house. But is, more, he, is he is he a big old fashioned number nine, or is he is he a different sort of striker?
3: No, he's more of an attacking midfielder. Ah, right. He, he, he takes a good penalty. He's he's a good passer of the ball, and he's he's got a real eye for goal. He's, he's, I suppose he's uh, similar to Frank Lampard, but, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe not quite as good, but uh, he is a real real good player. And I think he when you watch him, is a you know you can tell he's a different class to sort of the other players in the team. When when he's on when when you know, when he's on it, it it could be a danger man for
1: him. It's all sounding a bit ominous, you know. I'm I'm getting a bit worried. It's, well,
0: it's, you know what we're doing, j k <laughs> is proper proper uh, proper kind of media stuff. We're hyping up the tension, the drama and the jeopardy, and then they'll probably win ten nil on Sunday and we'll go, Yeah, we well, said that. We said that
3: <laughs> when, when the draw was made, I actually thought this could be a double figures game. Really? Jeez. But Things have changed a little bit since, since well, the yeah. draw happened. <laughs> for for Chelsea for Chelsea, Yeah, definitely. And I- they are the sort of team that that gave Chelsea problems. You know, they, they sit back. I, I heard Mark saying before, Ali thinks more will come and have a go. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. They, they sit back. They let the other, the other team have possession. They, they're not worried about how much possession the other team have got. They keep it solid. And when they get a chance, they counter-attack. And like I say, Adam Phillips and... Carlos Mendes are linking up to really good effect on the counter attack, and you know this is why we're not fighting relegation this season. Mm. Uh, Derek Adams has really he's ch- changed the way they play, and it, you know it, it's really effective. No, nobody's enjoying playing Morecambe this season. Mm. Okay, but so... I, I feel like Chelsea might be a, a you know it's, it's a different class. It's Mark stepped too far.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously I'm just, I'm just you know reading up on Morecambe as we're speaking. Uh, and just seen on the BBC today the Tyson Fury connection you know, with Morecambe. Don't tell
0: me he's playing. We don't want him up front.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe my, my question, Chiz. I was going to say, is is Tyson going to be turning out for Morecambe at the weekend? I think, How's he got it, involved with Morecambe?
3: It, I think if Tyson uh,
2: jumps on the coach
3: and maybe threatens some of the Chelsea players, they, they, they might have a chance of winning. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tyson lives in Morecambe. He, he, he lives just down the road, so... Uh, yeah, he's uh Yeah, he's a he's a proper Morecambe man. You know, you see him running down the, the promenade and stuff and you know, he's always friendly with everybody. So yeah, the heavyweight champion lives in Morecambe, so
0: Wow. Yeah. A great boxer, of course, let's be honest. A yeah, really yeah. good boxer. That's yeah. fantastic. And clearly a man who's who's in touch with his roots as well. Um what how do they set up Morecambe? Are they what are they? Four four two, four three three? Uh I'd say it's more of
3: yeah, I'd say maybe 4-4-2, but it's set up quite defensively. They're really happy for teams to have the ball and to have as much possession as they like. I mean, Morecambe won a game earlier in the season and in the press conference, they asked Derek Adams, if, you know, are you worried that you've only got 30% possession in this game? And he basically said, I don't care. He said, if they want to have possession in their own half and on the halfway line, he said, you know, let him have it. He said, when we get the ball, he said, all I'm bothered about is we use it effective. You know, and when the opposition have the ball, we stay solid. It's, uh, yeah, they're a very defensive side this season and they're playing well on the counter-attack. I think in the the last two rounds, they've played teams from lower divisions and they've been expected to sort of go out and sort of of, we're the Football League team, we're going to come out and show you what we can do and They've looked a little bit lost. They, mm-hmm. Like they didn't know how to play that way. Do you know, they played. They played, a, they, they played a, t- a side who was like four leagues below them in the first round, and they only won one nil. And they never really looked, that was a penalty. They never really looked like scoring Morken. And then the last round was against Solihull Moors, and the first half Morken barely got the ball. And then uh, I think Solihull tired a little in the second half. The game ended up finishing two two. More 4-2 in extra time. Due, I think it was more due to the fitness of the the team. That they're the a really fit side this season. Mm. So,
0: yeah. So there you go. I mean, they they, they sound a bit Burnley esque to me. would that be, you know? Yeah,
3: maybe. Yeah, the 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 most solid. Uh, Derek Adams is a, like an old school Scottish manager. He it doesn't take no nonsense. I mean. I used to I used to work with a bloke and it, he's actually a ball boy for Morecambe this season because they can't have kids cleaning the ball because they've got to use alcohol yeah, to clean yeah. the ball. <laughs> and he spoke to... uh, Are we
0: licking the football, John?
3: Well, yeah. <laughs> he spoke to Barry Roach, who was Morecambe's goalkeeper for the last 12 seasons. He, he retired last season. And he asked if, if Barry was missing the game. He said, well, he's missing playing, but he says he really doesn't miss the training because Derek Adams is really... Running them into the ground in training, he's got all these sort of speed tests set up where he's got times written down for each player, and if they don't meet his target, they have to do it again and again and again until they reach what he's happy with. So you know he's really working hard in training, and he spot he also spot to Sam Lavelle, who's the club captain this season, and he said he you know he's the fittest he's ever been in his career. Wow! So uh, it's the the, big- the
1: re- the beep test, isn't it, is the big thing they. Yeah, have, it's it?
3: similar to that. Yeah, the beep yeah. test. But yeah. you know, he wants you know if they don't reach what he wants them to reach, it, you know, he makes them do it again and again and again. And he, but apparently the whole squad are like the fittest they've ever been. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard for me to talk about it because he basically signed a full new team in the summer, and he signed a lot of players that he he's played with, he's had it in the past at his old clubs. You know, players that he could trust, and he's brought them in and you know, what a difference. You know, every year we're fighting relegation. Uh, this season, we're, we're challenging for the playoffs, you know. Wow. Yeah, yeah, We played the league leaders a couple who, of weeks ago. Who had he
1: played for? Sorry, sorry to who did who had he played for before? Um,
3: he was manager of Ross County in Scotland twice, and uh, he was also manager of Plymouth Argyle, and he, he took them up to League One, and I, th- I think he almost uh, took them up to League, to the Championship as well, but I think the following season after that things went a little bit wrong, and he ended up losing his job. But I was surprised when Morecambe got him. Really, Do you know, but, yeah. Yeah,
1: he's but it's, done re- it's, it's interesting when a decent manager who's been done well for another club but doesn't quite work, then comes down and transforms it. it makes, yeah, it, it's uh, very exciting. It changed, changed the full and, mentality and, of the team. Yeah, it, yeah
3: you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, the first thing he said that when this last season it was all about getting them safe. This season started and he's he's basically said, I want to lose this tag of little old Morecambe. You know, I want them to start thinking, you know, we're we're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, we're going to reach our potential. We've got a new stadium. Let's sort of, you know, try and and get up higher and make teams fear coming to play us again because that's not been the case for a long time.
0: So, uh, all right then, let's nail your colours to the mast, John. How do you see it going? On Sunday, from a Morgan point of view,
3: uh, I think they'll sit back. They'll try and keep the score down for as long as they can. If they get a chance on the counter, I think they will. They'll have a goal. But to be honest, I think uh, you know playing doing this against League Two teams is different to doing it against Chelsea. You know, I think Chelsea's uh, quality will come through. I, th- mm. I think it'll be a, a, an easy afternoon for Chelsea, really. Yeah, I, I,
0: I. I was going to say. I think best thing for Morecambe really is to score an early goal. You know, get get a bit of a fluky goal and then just sit back and and see what happens. And then they're then they because Chelsea might panic if they go a goal behind, and they're more likely to get one on the counter if that happens.
1: JK, so it'll be one-one, and then they'll win on penalty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
3: I, to be to be honest, I, I see. I've I've watched more all the years I've been watching Morecambe. Whenever they've played the big boys, they've never really. They've never really looked like they're going to get a goal even, to be fair. Really? Do you know what I mean? They played Newcastle United in the uh, League Cup earlier in the season at, at home and they lost 7-0. Yeah. So uh,
0: Sorry.
3: They, they tried to sit back and defend that night. They just uh, they were 4-0 down after half an hour. Then they got a player sent off. So uh, yeah. it, it was a hard night. But I, I don't think they've got the quality. I don't think they've got any weapons really that can hurt Chelsea. Mm. As long as Chelsea are on it, you know... They've, they've got to be switched on, but I, f- I think Chelsea will have too much. Mm,
0: okay, and how are you going to feel? I mean, you know, on, on Sunday you will you will have a bit of divided loyalties. I mean, in a way, you can't lose, can you? Really?
3: Well, it's something I've been asked all my life: who would you support if they played each other? Yeah. And my answer was always the underdog. I'd always go for more. So
0: Chelsea, obviously, on Sunday. <laughs>
3: well, this is the thing that in the last in the last two weeks, my feelings have changed. I, I, I want. I want Frank Lampard to be manager of Chelsea for the next 10 years, and I'm bothered. If, if Morecambe beat them, that, that could be the end. You know? it's...
0: As we were saying earlier on, yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, very so important I, match.
3: I'd, I'd like Morecambe to put up a fight, but I, I want Chelsea to win. And I'd, li- I'd like Timo to sort of get his scoring boots back yeah, on. Definitely. I'd like to see Kai Havertz put in a performance because he's not impressed me so far. I, I feel like checking him and saying, wake up a little bit, you know, he's... Yeah. I think he will come, God.
1: But
3: yeah, I, I think this this is a perfect game for Chelsea. I think yeah. because they need it at the moment. Yeah,
0: they do. I think you know, you're absolutely spot on with that. Well, John, you've been brilliant. I mean, before you before I let you go, I mean, we we got to know you because you you know you obviously listened to the Chelsea Fancast, wrote us an email. So how did you how how and when did you find the Chelsea Fancast?
3: Uh, well, I, I got I got a new
0: job where I was I was
3: working uh, in a paper mill. And I was working on my own basically for twelve hours, so I thought I'll start uh, listening to podcasts to pass the time on a little bit at work. And the first thing I put in was Chelsea. So I, uh, yeah, I downloaded the the, the Chelsea fancast, and uh, I, I don't know if you can mention other Chelsea podcasts on here. I heard Jonathan on an, on a rival Chelsea podcast uh, that I used to listen before the to multi-million
0: as well. pound transfer deal when I secured <laughs> yeah, the services. Uh, you mean? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, So <laughs> He's been yeah, worth that... every penny, John, to be fair.
3: Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's the
3: highlight of my way. I love... Do you know, when, when Chelsea lose, listening to... I, I'm depressed all weekend, and then I listen to you, and it cheers me up. It lifts me a little bit.
0: <laughs> Do you know what, John? Pe- people have been saying that. Uh, I mean, maybe that's the only thing we've got going for us, I think. Perhaps it's... Perhaps well, that, it,
3: but... it definitely is got. I, I have the opposite effect if we lose. and I listen to the London Is Blue podcast... Because that, that that depresses me even more. Why? I, I, I don't know that they, they get a little bit negative about it. I, do I, they, yeah,
0: yeah. they just they're yeah. own, they're young, John. Don't worry, they're young. They'll learn. You yeah, no, I
3: love them as well. You know. No, well, we you know so. we do. I
0: mean, we we're, we're very yeah, good. Yeah, mates. Yeah. We're very good mates of most of the people that do the podcast. John, yeah. we're 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 flattered and humbled and delighted that you that you clearly love the show yeah, and been great,
1: and all... John, been great. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and well, I ha- it's, it, this is the first time, by the way, boys, that we've actually had somebody on the show. Who's written in an email? I think, which is yeah. lovely. It's lovely to see the meet the person behind the email. If you see what yeah, I, mean. well,
3: I, I said to you earlier, Chidge, I, I started writing it, but I wasn't even intending on sending it in. I thought i <laughs> will just write it and see how see how it goes. And then I thought, well, it's a bit long.
0: And
1: we I never thought, mind well, about it. that. We never mind. Uh, about Never put that. us off before, has it, Chidge? No. no, being long. No, no, no. I think what was the re- one we had the other day it was the eight pages. One the other day, but-
0: I think it must have and been you, twenty you minutes. Just,
1: you said it's a bit- yeah, you said uh, it's a bit long. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't looked at it, and I thought, oh, it, it'll be means about five minutes. It, and I thought, oh my god, <laughs> scroll down. God, you Sorry.
3: had a guy wrote in the other day about it was about Frank Lampard, and he was called Shaz. Oh
1: yeah, he's caused a bit of
0: uproar as Shaz.
3: Yeah, well, I've got I, there's a there's a shop just across the road from me, run by two Arsenal fans, and one of them's called Shaz. Uh, and I'm wondering if I'm wondering if it was him that wrote in, but.
0: Well, I, I put a scurrilous rumour out that actually it was John Jonathan that wrote it under a pseudonym <laughs> just, just to beef up the ratings. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He'd never do that. John, you've been no. an absolute delight, mate. And, I mean, apart from... I mean, look, when all this, you know, pandemic nonsense is over... Uh, if you ever get down to Stamford Bridge, you must let us know. We'll have a we'll have a pint with you in the cock, and I, 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 yeah, I'd look forward yeah. to
2: that.
3: That'll be the dream. That's the dream. That's yeah, the dream. great stuff.
2: Well, look, well, uh, John, I'd, I'd say the even bigger dream is if if we drew Morecambe again next season in the FA Cup, but it was at yeah. <laughs> and it's at Morecambe. Yeah, we'll <laughs> all be staying be at your part house, part. mate. Yeah, Girls, fine, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you well. might not
3: want to stay at my house. It's like shameless to stay up here. It's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be an education, and we would enjoy it. <laughs> so yeah, mate. Yeah, Go on, sorry, Joe. Go on.
3: Yeah. Well, when we drew Ipswich in 2001, we did draw them again away. Two years later, so you never know. It, it could happen.
0: It could well, happen. Well, you never know. We'll, we'll we'll drink to that, and we'll we'll certainly drink to you. Uh, Getting down to the bridge and having a beer with us—that that would uh, make us all yeah, smile a lot. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish you. I mean, you know, I, I can quite happily wish you good luck on Sunday because you can't, as I said, you know, you win either way. So uh, I feel very very happy doing that. But hopefully, we'll get to speak to you again sometime. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. Really, really enjoyed it, mate. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks very much for letting me on. It's uh, I, I can't believe it's great. happened. Really. It's a uh, great jump.
0: Brilliant. There you go. John Parkinson, Chelsea fan, but lives in Morecambe and knows Morecambe really well. I have to say, Mark, I mean, it's, it's I mean, you know, normally when we get an opposition view on, we, we, we know a fair bit about the team that, 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 that are the opposition. So this is quite interesting to genuinely learn something about a team that I knew very little, in fact, nothing about.
2: I, I agree. That's why I was Googling as we were talking to John and that Tyson Fury thing popped up, you know, I had no idea that Tyson Fury even lived in Morecambe, yeah, no, never I, mind. Yeah. He's actually got a gym actually based in the ground, I'm reading. He's actually put money into Morecambe, so fair play to Tyson. Obviously, John was talking about it's been a really struggle financially for Morecambe, so if Tyson's done his bit to help keep him going. You know, fair play to the Gypsy King, you know, all, all credit to them. It's the
1: kind I'm of thing right. you don't hear much about, do you? This is, all goes under the radar, doesn't it? Because yeah, he, yeah. he got a bad press and yeah. uh, um, for some of his remarks and... Uh, then he's just he's, he's painted with that brush, so you don't then hear these kind of things because oh, that's. Uh, I,
0: I that's, love him as a boxer, uh, J.K.
1: Oh no, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah and he yeah. and
0: he's a real character, man. I mean, you know, we sit here bemoaning the the complete lack of characters in football these days, and you know, okay, you know, given my day job, I'm I'm quite accepting and forgiving of of everybody's flaws because we're all flawed, but. I, I've got a lot of love for Tyson Fury. I hope he, I hope he you know, wins the undisputed heavyweight crown because he's a phenomenal boxer, Mark.
2: Yeah, the, the other thing, picking up what John was saying, like asking the question that, you know, the preference, like being in the Football League now or back to the non-League Northern Premier League days, and I thought it was fascinating that John said he preferred the old days. Yeah. He sounds like us at times. I
0: know. I I, you know, I, I thought I, the same.
1: He'll be doing fifty years of Morkum when he sets up his podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't you don't Don't you think Marky had the safety net of having a um, a first division team that he actually supported? You know, I mean, it's easy to go. Oh no, I like going to the other club up the road because they're not the pressure isn't on as much. You know, it's it's. That's the advantage of having two clubs, isn't it? Really, that way,
2: but, but I think it's, it's also it's a bit about non league football. I, I, I think there is something you know, you see these people the Chid made reference to. Oh, I'm Real Madrid and Chelsea. Oh, fuck off you know, <laughs> actually, being Chelsea and following a non league team, I do, I, yeah, I, I follow a non-league team, I follow yeah. wheels. Well, is- I, I
0: do too, Mark. I've got, I've got, um, I've, well, actually, I mean, where I grew up, which is a little town called Alsford, they've got a really, really good team and they play in the same league as Winchester City and uh, I've got a soft spot for both of them. I don't get down to either of them as much as I'd like to and I need to get off my fat arse and do that because you've got to support non-league. That is what makes Britain so different from everywhere else. We have this huge pyramid of tiers of football clubs and it goes way beyond the four main kind of, you know, professional leagues.
2: But it is it is amazing that yeah, you, know, you can be that far down the football pyramid and as he said, he wouldn't have dreamt of years ago that this day would ever happen you know, that little old Morecambe would go through the football pyramid and end up, you know, being in the FA Cup, playing against Chelsea. Yeah, okay. I just think it's a real shame, yeah. obviously, it's behind closed doors, whether it was at Stamford Bridge or at Morecambe's ground. I think for Morecambe fans, never mind Chelsea fans, I think it'd be absolutely fantastic, you know, you know, 6,000 Morecambe fans, because I'm sure they'd have taken the whole allocation. Oh, completely. I'm sure they would. And, and some of our best FA Cup ties, even though we've won them, of also having that full ground of away fans and yeah, in the third round FA Cup, the ground is full when we play lower league sides because they do make a day out it and it does add to the atmosphere. Like, I even noticed like last time we played Forest, you know, Forest only took half the allocation. Yeah. They're probably bored of drawing us in the FA Cup where if we played Morecambe, and the ground had been open this weekend, You know, it would have been 40,000 and 6,000 more fans. It would have been a fabulous afternoon, even for them if we beat them, which we will.
0: No, They've had a day out, and that's the point. That, that, that is the point of uh, the FA Cup. And, of course, the most traditional point of the FA Cup is when we're five, 6 nil up after half an hour, we can all sing, you've had your day out, now fuck off home. Because that's actually the point. But there we go. Anyway, it's time for us to fuck off home because we've had our evening out. Um, but before we go, um, we do have a bit of time uh, to uh, basically um, big mark up and humiliate Jonathan even further because it's time for the Premier Predictions League. The Chelsea you fan said cos- you
1: wouldn't use these. You said you weren't going
0: to refer to these. No, I lied. I do that. Have you not- Have you not noticed that before? Oh, so it was fake news. It was fake news. Fake you are fake news. Oh dear. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, so week seventeen, so it's the last round of league matches. Uh the headline news is that uh, the wonderful Joe Mingola, who has been the leader apart from one week, is still top of the tree. Um so well done to Joe, who's also in the Discord group, because as you know, if you're in the league, you get invited into the Discord group along with our Patreon members. If you want to join us on Patreon, uh, it's patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. So uh, all donations gratefully received. But uh, Jonathan, I'm afraid is bottom of the pile. Although he did get thirty, you didn't. You didn't
1: get a minor score this week. You got thirty five. Oh, this is the beginning of. You the must begin- try
0: harder, J.K.
1: Beginning of the beginning, it's the end of the end and the beginning. Okay.
0: Of the- what, where did it all go wrong for you to
1: get thirty five points? Um, I think I gave up making every one of them two one. <laughs> fair
2: play anyway need to get a result for once <laughs> well indeed
0: well jonathan i'm afraid is still bottom of the pile but he's in he's in he's in positive he's He's no longer a minus figure tony out of us locks we've got our own mini league within the league tony glover is in 25th uh i didn't go i was i dropped down the table having had a good run recently and i've crept back up i'm now 19th uh mark Meehan is 16th mark Worrell is 15th and dane whittle Bloody hell, massive move for Dane. Dane was about 25th last week. He shot up to 14th. He's had a good week. So there's a real kind of Chelsea fancast sandwich in the middle of the table. And Martin Wickham, who's been leading our little mini league of the Chelsea fancasters, is is still uh, in ninth doing very, very well. Very smart bloke, Martin. So I'm not surprised. Um, but the performance of the week, the person who got the most points, I'm delighted to say, somebody we, we both know very well, JK, it's Freddie Carberg from Sweden. Mm. Uh, he got 119 points he's in 17th but uh just underneath mark but he got the performance of the week he only got two three results wrong he did very very well contact so uh,
1: one of these people Jig, and mm-hmm? ask, could you contact one of these people we know and ask them how they do it what their secret is so do
0: you know can... what I, I i do on the you should join the discord you you have joined the discord group
1: I have, I have, i've got another couple of other whatsapp groups that are uh that, that um, Beck and tempt me every time.
0: Yeah, well, if you were on the Discord group, you could talk to Joe, and when, then what you will found, find out is what I found out, is that he quite often has the same predictions as me, and yet he always seems to, to do much better. So I haven't quite figured that weirdness out yet, but I will. Mark, you're about to say something.
2: Yeah, the other thing I'd sort of say about, about Freddie, I was looking at his scores, yeah, and absolutely he had a really good week last week, but obviously he didn't think, that, you know, he's a, a brighter guy than us, you know, obviously, when I do the sort of prem prediction, I always predict Chelsea will win every week. Yeah, you know, even though we were playing against Manchester City last week. Freddie's a, a more wiser old owl. He went for the right result. You know, I,
0: I, I did notice that. I did notice that, and I have to say, Freddie, uh, I, I, I'm going to I'm personally deducting points from you for for betting against Chelsea. It's just not how it should should, should be. But you're right, Mark. It was the smart call. Uh, I I I I don't I I think the worst I've predicted Chelsea this season is to draw. I can't bring myself to predict them to lose, and there you go. That's probably why we don't do well. It's great fun though, and me and the chaps in uh, Discord, uh, whether they're Patreon people or, or or Prem Predictions League people, we have a we have a really good. look. It, actually, it's what the interesting thing is because you know. I only ever really watch Chelsea, but it's given me a bit of a broader interest in in what else is going on. So it it kind of extends your interest over the football weekend. But there you go. Anyway, we've got Morecambe on Sunday. Another game, another chance for Chelsea to win. Another chance for Timo Werner to, you know, score after 12 games without scoring. Let's hope they do and they bring it home. Um, Now, a bit of uh, kind of uh, hygiene, as they call it. Uh, We've got, obviously, the podcast on Monday night when me... J.K., Clayton Beerman and Tony Glover will assemble uh, on Monday evening uh, to look back at the cup tie against Morecambe. And then, should uh, this fine man be willing? Um, I feel, Jonathan, I haven't told you this, but we've had... Uh, this is mainly due to due to Shaz's email, which has caused uproar amongst the Chelsea fan cast uh, fan base, if you want to call them that. Uh, at the last count, we have 13 emails that have come in this week. There is no way on God's... Because remember, we didn't read all of them out from last week.
2: You'll have a two-hour show then next week. Well,
0: we're not going to. What I'm going to do... No, no, Jonathan and I have got it sussed. We have another a, a kind of a show that we occasionally do called In Off The Post. Right? If you're up for it on Tuesday, mate, can we do an In Off The Post? Kay. There we go. And we will we will get through... All of the emails, as I said, there are thirteen at the last count. If any come in as a result of the Morecambe game, I'll, I'll, if they're morecambe related, I'll stick them in on Monday. But the remainder,
2: what is Shaz, what is Shaz- in again, George?
0: He's welcome to do so. I meant every word that I said last week. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not like Pravda or North Korea. You know, dissenting voices are allowed. You know, we're allowed to disagree. You know, we're allowed to
1: agree to disagree, and I would would not want to discourage that. I thought it was a genuine. Uh listener to the podcast because he mentioned my rants didn't he yeah he's and-
0: he's a he's a fan of yours you can own him jk he's, he's, he's your responsibility <laughs> get,
2: get, get him on the show he, he could follow john's john's footsteps john sends an email in and ends up on the show well there we go
0: i mean awesome. i genuinely I, I didn't agree with a word of it but i understand it he, he's really pissed off about losing he's passionate about it and he wants to win stuff there's nothing wrong with that he could have articulated it Perhaps slightly differently, but, you know, we, we're all different and I, I, I embrace difference. So I've got no problem with that. But a lot of people have written in, steamed up about it. So do not miss that one. It'll be in off the post. All uh, all, uh, all, all Chelsea Fancast emails on Tuesday night, the usual show, obviously reporting back on Morecambe on a Monday night. And then, of course, we'll be back next Friday for another preview. Actually, we won't be back next Friday. We'll be back next Thursday to preview the Fulham game because, of course, the Fulham game is on the Friday. So don't miss that. So there you go. Uh, Mark, always a complete night of delight uh, to see see and speak to you about Chelsea. And anything else, really?
2: Anything else you want to say before you go? Oh, lovely way to start a weekend, and I'll pick that up for you. Obviously, the new issue of CFC UK is out. I see um, your
0: copy of CFC UK, and I raise you. There you I've go. Just,
2: I've just finished reading it a day, and I have to say, it is a great way to start the new year. It's a cracking issue.
0: I haven't got it's, through it yet. It only, only arrived yesterday. Is it but, not bigger?
2: Is it bigger? Is it not, it's,
1: uh, it's not the it's little spelt. It's not pages. Yeah. It's still A5 size, though. Oh, it is OK. I thought it must be something distorting starting because of Zoom in some way.
2: No, there's some really, really good stuff in there, but there always is every single month. If people aren't yet subscribed to it, you need to get on and subscribe to it. It's a great
1: read.
0: You really, really do. I mean, there are, there are so many people who've written books who are great writers in there. Mark Worrell, Walter Ott, Mark himself, Dean Mears, Clayton, Tim Rolls, Kelvin um, Barker. I mean, it's like a who's who of all the good writers on Chelsea and me. <laughs> so, you know, I've yet to do it. I have actually got an idea for a book. I need to. I need. Do you think Marco would be receptive to me talking to him about a book idea?
2: Yeah, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he Good. would.
0: Good. All right. Well, Marco, if you're listening, mate, we're all sending you massive love. And uh, well, there you go. That's all I need to say. We're sending you massive love because we love you. So we there you go.
1: You. Is it about football, your book? Sir? It is.
0: It is. I can't tell you. I'd have to shoot you. So you'll have to. You'll know when it comes out. Um, Jonathan, always an absolute delight to see you. As ever, thank you for your. Uh, just to say how excellent John was. Fantastic. Yeah, wasn't he it just?
1: Was, it was brilliant.
2: Really
0: brilliant. good. Really really
2: brilliant. different that was. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Great yeah. stuff. Well, look, Actually, um, lovely to be on. Lovely to be on with Mark and lovely to be on with yourself, Chief. Yeah, Thanks. always
0: good to see you, boys. Um, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We will reconvene, on Monday. But until then, of course, I should say all the the mix of people have been listening to us as well. Lovely to see you in there as well. Uh uh until then, thanks for listening. See you next week uh it's, you know, Monday in fact. Keep it blue, keep it carefree and keep it chills.
2: Das Leben kann hektisch sein. Warum nicht im Alltag entfliehen und in die magische Welt von Evermerge eintauchen? Evermerge ist ein magisches Land, das mit jeder Entdeckung größer und besser wird. Werde ein Merge-Master. Baue und sammle einzigartige Gegenstände oder verschönere deine eigene wundersame Welt. Im Land von Evermerge gibt es immer etwas zu tun. Evermerge. Jetzt kostenlos im App Store herunterladen.